Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking back in to our weekly live broadcast. This is Winning at Work, and this is just a fun way for me to connect with fellow HR professionals and give you the tips and tools that you need to win at work. This week, we are joined by Tracy Sponnenberg. And Tracy, why don't you tell everybody who you are, where in the world you are, and why you have that uh, Tombstone movie poster (laughs) in the background. Hey, Joey. Thanks for having me. I'm the chief people officer for a company called The Granite Group, and we have 45 locations all over New England, but we're headquartered in Concord, New Hampshire, which is also where I live. So you can see this is my home office, whichever way I see. You see my movie posters here. Um, So these are actually from my parents' house, the the house I grew up in. And um, I rescued them when my parents downsized a number of years ago. And my mom passed away a couple of months ago. And so like they become even more meaningful to me. So that's like a little piece of her that I have every day when I'm staring into a camera looking at things. Yeah, I I love the um, well, first of all, there's like this this uh, Twitter account called like rate my Skype room or something. And it's kind of cool because they take a look at people's different backgrounds and stuff. But I love the sentimental touch. We've got uh, Kayla says she loves you. So you already have a fan already on this. I love on- Kayla back. <laughs> yes, I truly do. Kayla, thanks for thanks for joining us on this on the show today. Um, but yeah, I love when there's a personal touch to uh, something that's in the room and a story behind it. So that's cool. I know I put you on the spot with the posters. No, it's okay. Um, you can see Baby Yoda and oh, other way, Baby Yoda and a few other little things in the back. So it's it kind of it makes me feel grounded to have things that I love. Yeah, my kids. That is cool. Obviously, my kids and my husband are back there. Too. <laughs> that's all great. And one of the other things that I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to play a game, uh, two truths and a lie. So for those of you that are tuning into this live. Tracy's about to share two truths and one lie about herself, uh, maybe work-related, maybe personal. Who knows? We, we shall see. But I want you to guess which one is the lie. And uh, no prizes this time, but we'll definitely shout you out if you got the right answer. So, okay. Tracy, what are your two truths and a lie? Okay. And I went personal. It's a little bit more fun. So right. um, I have a tattoo of Mickey Mouse. I drove around a famous band in my Mercury Capri in college, and I've never skied. All right. So, Tat of Mickey drove, uh, followed a band. So, like you followed a band from city to city? No, I drove them in drove my a band. Capri. Allegedly. All right. Drove a band. Okay. All right. So, Tracy was like the Uber of the entertainment world for a while. Or uh, we have, um, you've never been skiing. That's a tricky one. Uh, Assassin one says, hello, Tracy and Joey. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for for joining us. Hey, Assassin. Quick wave. All right. So I am going to go with the lie has to be you've never been skiing because there's no way that you, um, Teresa says, Mickey Mouse tattoo. She thinks that that's the lie. Hey, Teresa. Do you think that that's the lie? I think that the lie is that you have never been skiing because how do you live in the Northeast and not even 
wear shoes, uh, skis to go get your mail in the wintertime. Uh, that Hold Therese on. is right. There's some more. There's oh, some more. Sorry. There's some more. G- Gary thinks that you've never that never skied is a lie. So hey, Gary, how you doing, man? Gary's all the way in England. Um, he's got a really awesome, hey, awesome Gary. show. So so Gary Turner thinks that you've never never skied is a lie, and John Thurman is going to go with the tattoo. He thinks that the tattoo is a lie. Yeah, uh, John and Tamika Therese says oh, you've sorry, never. <laughs> yeah, can you see the chat? There's like there's some coming in. So Kamika thinks that. Uh, the lies you've never skied to. So we've got some folks on my side here who think that that's the lie. Yeah, I have never skied. So I live in, I've lived in New Hampshire my whole life. What? So that's, I know, that's kind of strange. I hate winter, but uh, <laughs> we're up here, still here. Uh, sometimes I'm not sure why. Right now it's beautiful, so uh, I'll take it. But um, the tattoo is a lie. I do have a tattoo, but it's not of Mickey Mouse. Is it, a, okay, maybe, is it Baby Yoda? It's not. No, I've had my husband and I have matching tattoos from a, a song uh, that are our song. So uh, um, I have we have matching tattoos there. And the band is true. It was only once and it was arrested development. And so another time I'll, I'll get into that if anybody wants to know the whole story. So uh, they right. were not happy to be riding in a two door Mercury Capri. So. So Tracy, next time there's, you know, after COVID, after we've controlled COVID and uh, we're all together at a conference again, we have to do some karaoke and you have to do some arrested development. That's that's just number one. So, all right. So I was loud and wrong. I thought it was skiing, but uh, do you have any desire to ski ever or none? Nope. Nope, nope. Maybe strap on some cross country skis if I get really desperate this winter, but um, <laughs> never downhill. Not gonna do all it. All right, all right. Well, Gary says, uh, "Awesome. Um, one of best more about, or I guess hear more about that." So, uh, if you see Gary on Twitter, and you know Gary, right? Gary Turner. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yep. Go into that uh, story a little bit more. And okay. uh, John John says he would have guessed it was an uh, Aha tattoo. John knows me well. Uh, I was my favorite band. Still my favorite song. Still my favorite band. Like, well, I guess there's there's still time. It's a good that, idea. Sadly, yeah. no, but that's a great idea. Good idea, John. All right. So this week for for winning at work, we're talking about confidence, and uh, I, I think this is something that people struggle with: is um, having confidence in themselves, having confidence in their ability to to do their job well. And just confidence, you know, sometimes, like, am I working for the right place? Mm-hmm. And Tracy, I think you're a great person to talk about this because you, you are a former introvert or maybe still introvert turned uh, confidence expert extraordinaire. Yeah. Is, is that fair, fair to say <laughs> or did I oversell it? We totally oversold it, but I'm still an introvert. <laughs> I'm super red. I still, that's my only tell when I talk. Most people don't realize it, but introverts can speak. It's just harder. I almost threw up before and I'll go take a nap after. And uh, that's how we get through things. But um, yeah, I struggled with confidence pretty much my whole life until recently. So I'm 48 and it took me until I was probably... 42, 43, 44 to really come into my own and to really embrace who I was, which really is a, a huge key of, of confidence. 
Okay. Well, so and and if you're if you're watching this live, why don't you go ahead hit that share button? Tracy's about to really get into her story, and we want uh, more people to hear about it. So go ahead hit that share button. Uh, drop some love. Show some love in the comments. Um, but but Tracy, what would you tell your 24 year old self now that you're um, you've crossed forty four? What would you tell them about being confident? I think it's a, a journey. And I think there are some people and I know them and I love them who are born with confidence and who are young and, and exude it and just really lead with authority and, and confidence that I didn't find till I was much later. And then I think there are those that like me that find it quite a bit later. And then there are those that, that never do. And I think confidence is essential to leading, whether you're an HR leader, whether you are a, a business leader, whether you're a student, whether you're whatever you want to do, confidence is just believing in yourself, really. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but essentially it's believing in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, then who's going to believe in you and, and why should they? Really? Well, so how do you how do you start to believe in yourself? So I spent my whole career, I think, a good chunk of my career being, and I talk about this a lot, being a traditional HR. And by that, I mean policy-driven, chasing people down for signatures on forms, leading with compliance and thinking that that was the way it had to be. And I wasn't happy. And I, you know, something clicked as I was approaching 40, I think, and just realized that maybe I wasn't giving my best to my company and, and giving my best to myself. And I was always doing a good job. I think I always did well. People liked me. I was always worried about that. And I always was focused on, you know, why does this person get to do that? Or how can I be like that person? Or that person has something that I really admire. Why am I not like that? So I was really looking externally for validation and it wasn't until I started looking internally that uh, I really found it. And so for me, it was a shift and it was a personal shift. And I think that with a confident shift that that has to happen, certainly a lot of things can happen in the business world to make you more confident, but you, you really have to have a personal mindset shift. And for me, that started with getting healthy. Um, and, and one of the biggest things for me, and I, I, there was an article I read recently and shared in a presentation from Forbes, and, and it connects this to business, um, exercise. So huge thing for me. If I, I start every weekday by exercise, and this isn't some, I'm, I'm not super thin, I'm not, you know, some uh, CrossFit warrior, but I do something every day and it helps me set the day. And that helps me feel better. And that helps me feel more confident. And, you know, you start to accomplish small things. You, you know, uh, stand up for yourself. You uh, try to do things that make you happy and focus on yourself and do that and put yourself first. And then things will follow. So I think as, as, uh, a woman, and this isn't exclusive to women, certainly, and we're seeing this a lot with the, the pandemic with parents and with others who are caregivers that, you know, sometimes you don't put yourself first. And you really have to think about yourself, you have to take care of yourself. And it's almost impossible to be confident in business if you're not confident in life. And if you're not taking care of yourself first in life. Tracy, you dropped some gems there and uh, you said a lot that I want to spend some time unpacking. 
Uh, I think the first thing that I want to unpack, though, is I've heard this quote and I want to know your thoughts on it. Um, and if, definitely if you're watching this and if you have a, trace, a question for Tracy about confidence and having confidence in yourself, uh, feel free to uh, those questions with us. But um, I've heard a quote said, comparison is the thief of joy. And I would equate joy and confidence being somewhat similar uh, or at least related at the very least, because how can you be confident if you're not joyful and excited and, right. um, you know, things like that. So as you navigated through your journey, you said you mentioned that uh, you stopped comparing yourself with other people. So uh, for someone listening and they're, they're thinking, oh, I'm not comparing myself. What are some of the telltale signs that you would would see in someone that might be comparing themselves uh, a little too much or maybe unhealthily? Um, jealousy uh, instead of, and I'm certainly guilty of, of all of this, and instead of seeing someone that you know and that you respect who is getting to do something really cool, instead of going, wow, good for them, go, well, how do they get to do that? Um, so I, that's certainly happened. And so if you think that, yeah, I'm, I'm good with myself and you see yourself engaging in that kind of behavior or behaviors that are not supportive, that are competitive. And I don't mean competitive in the business sense, like you want to succeed and you want to win, but competitive at the expense of other people. I think those are some telltale signs that, that maybe there's a problem there. And I do think that that is absolutely true. I think, um, one of the conversations I had with my mom a, a few months ago, and I mentioned her earlier, was um, she's like, I've never seen you this happy. Mm -hmm. And that's tied a lot to confidence. And, and when you can feel good about yourself, you're going to do better at work and you're going to do because you're going to do better at life. Yeah. Yeah. So ha happiness is a gift. Happiness is a great thing. Uh, you had mentioned something earlier. Um with regard to like getting to a breaking point, um, was there a particular, like, was it one breaking point for you or was it a series of things that kind of just built momentum and you were like, all right, I need to shift. I need to do something different. Uh, I saw a picture of myself. That was one. And I just looked uh, miserable and, and not great. And, and it was always the person who was avoiding the camera and avoiding uh, things like that. And then I had recently gotten out of a job that I was really uh, unsatisfying and really difficult. And I don't mean difficult in a way that I couldn't do the work, but a difficult culture. Mm -hmm. And it was a really, really bruising experience. And I ended up in an environment that was supportive, but was hyper challenging. And I really wanted to rise to the occasion. And eventually I, I did, but it did take me a little bit of spinning my wheels and really trying to um, discover where I fit in and where I needed to be in that organization. Yeah. So um, let, let's talk about confidence in different aspects of an employee journey. Um, let's talk about confidence in the recruiting process. What tips would you give to someone who may be looking for a job um, about how to how to present confidently, how to present themselves confidently. And I'm not just talking about like in interviews and stuff. I think that's, yeah. you know, we should talk about that, but maybe are there some, some hidden gems that you might share about 
even in your resume or your LinkedIn profile or something else that that would get a, a recruiter's attention or hiring manager's attention of like, wow, they really they, they seem to know what they're talking about. What, what, what tips would you have? Yeah, I think that one of the biggest things is networking. And now when I'm sure there are interviews happening in person, and I know there's probably more and more, but um, networking and reaching out and not being afraid to reach out to someone, whether it's on LinkedIn or via Twitter or whatever social media method or even email or picking up the phone, uh, not to be afraid to reach out to someone that you find interesting, whether that's a a person at an organization you want to work at or if that's uh, just someone that you want to connect with. It's all about relationships in life. And that was tied, uh, my lack of networking was tied to my lack of confidence for a long period of time. So if somebody's starting out, I think starting out with that networking, and it is hard uh, for some people, it's a, a huge challenge that can make you seem more confident if you send an email out of the blue and maybe it will get ignored, but maybe it won't. And just if you know who you are, I think you have to know who you are and who, what you stand for. That's a little bit hard if you're just starting out or if you're in transition, but if you know who you are and what you stand for, um, that's going to go a long way toward projecting that confidence. And then it, showing curiosity, asking questions. I think that curiosity and confidence are, are pretty closely tied. I love that. So, so curiosity is another word for, um, for that I have for winning at work. Um, so confidence, curiosity. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, you're, you're right on, on board there, but I, I agree. You know, I, I think curiosity says something that, you know, I, I'm not afraid to admit that I don't know something. Uh, and I'm also not afraid to be challenged to grow in a positive direction. And I, I think that that's part of confidence at work to say, hey, you know, uh, if I'm in this job interview, you know, Tracy, you you hire people, you talk in, in circles with recruiters. One of the worst things you can do is get to the end of an interview and not have questions. So uh, when I look at people who don't have questions, it, it either shows you're too confident or you're not confident enough to say, hey, um, so there's something that I need to understand and I don't understand it yet. So uh, help help me out with that. Right, right. Always ask questions. There is there are always questions to ask. I am inherently skeptical of, of someone who asks no questions. Um, but I, I hadn't thought of it from that. Maybe they're just so confident that there's nothing more to ask, but uh, that normally that's, I'm inherently skeptical of that. Oh yeah. Well, you know, this is the whole point of having this conversation, right? We're, we're peeking behind the curtain for HR people to share, you know, those tips to, to win. And uh, so you, you heard it here. If, if you don't ask those questions, that that's not a good look. Uh, Daisha says, uh, this is so noteworthy. When you feel good about yourself, you're going to do better at work because you feel good about life. She said, amazing. So, so that's definitely, uh, you've got to turn that into a social post or something because I did write about that. Say what? I wrote about that. I did write about that because I started running and I hate it. It's terrible. I still hate it and I don't run, um, but it makes me feel good. Yeah. And it 
challenges me. So, um, but I want to be clear that not everyone's journey is is fitness and and wellness and and things like that. I think that it does help. I think some form of exercise that could be a five minute stroll around the neighborhood or walking in place for ten minutes. Um, I think that sets a day or some kind of meditation. But I want to be clear that that's not um, not everyone's journey is the same. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a fun story about that, about it not being everyone's journey. Uh, hey, Melanie, uh, you can definitely Hi, Melanie. play. Uh, once this is over, you'll be able to see it, I believe, on the LinkedIn and on the Periscope. And uh, wherever it was playing, there will be replay. So definitely you can check it from the beginning. And you can find out about uh, Tracy's uh, cool tattoo. I'm just going to tease that. Tease that part. <laughs> but um but but we were talking about um man what were we talking about see melly i'm all i'm all <laughs> i know i know about wait um, let's backtrack about, about uh, what, running running and fitness, fitness. Yeah, yeah running yeah, yeah. and fitness yeah. and it's not everyone's journey so uh i don't know if you saw but i recently did a uh, a podcast in vr and um it was uh with matt burns and the global hr summit and it was really really cool first ever uh um, summit in HR or in VR. And uh, I was looking on my watch one day, I have an Apple watch and it's one of the um, like activities you can do is uh, fitness gaming. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds so weird, but I have this, this VR headset. It's got some, some games on it. You got to move around to do it. Let me just, you know, hit this and see what happens. And, you know, afterwards really? the, I, f- I felt I felt pretty good. Um, yep. and, and that's that's exercise. You know, you, if you're playing on a controller or a headset or whatever, you as long as you're moving, you know, you're burning calories. And uh, I think there's some science to it of like you, you release good vibes and good things and all that yep. stuff. But um, movement yeah, helps. Movement helps. You can gamify anything. You can gamify anything. My son does a uh, ring fit. It's a, a, a Nintendo, uh, D, I think it's a DS thing. I should know. He's in college and um, he's going to be super embarrassed if he ever sees this, but I mentioned it. But it's a video game that challenges you to do different exercises and you put the controller in different parts. And I think it's brilliant. Because if you have kids that love video games and or adults that love video games um, and it gets them to work out, it's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So so find way to get some activity in your life and take it from Tracy. You'll feel a lot confident. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Endorphins. Thank you, Sandra. Sandra coming through with the word of the day. And the word of the day is endorphins. Uh, for all my HR pros out there, see how we can help our employees get more endorphins through uh, good activity and movement. Even with Zoom, I think, um, would it be cool or is it is it stupid to have like a Zoom boot camp where you're like doing exercises and stuff together? I don't know if that's a good idea. I think it's cool. Let me know if I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Say what? I'm not going to do it. I'm an introvert. I don't want anyone to see me exercising. I'll do it on my own, but I think it's a cool idea. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe there's something to it. Maybe um, maybe I have to get some fitness person to come on on the show or HR pro who's big into fitness and they can uh, give some 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 uh, activities we can do to stretch and and all that 
Um, so, so we talked about confidence in the hiring process, but let's talk about confidence in those first 90 days. Um, what, and knowing that a lot of turnover happens in the first 90 days because people get to a job and realize, oh, this isn't for me, or maybe they oversold themselves. Maybe they were too confident. Right. Um, and so there's a, a separation there, but what, what's a, what does healthy confidence look like, uh, from your perspective? Uh, in the first 90 days or that first kind of getting to know you period once you've joined a new place? I think that's the scariest time when you're going into a new job, whatever your role is in that job. That first, you know, 60, 90 days is is really, um, really tough. And I think for me anyway, that's when the imposter syndrome would set in. And, and you know, why am I here when you're imposter syndrome, when you are actually qualified, but uh, your mind tricks you or you trick yourself into thinking that you're, you're really not. So that can set in. So if you get that, if you get past that um, and you actually are confident, I think it's just giving yourself some, some grace and letting yourself um, acknowledge that you don't know everything because you can't come in. You may have all of these experiences that you've built up coming into this new organization, but you're not going to come in and know everything. So even if you know everything about your job that you're going into, you may be the most qualified HR professional. You may be the most qualified engineer. You may be the most qualified whatever. You're not going to know about the culture and the politics and the office politics and and the inner workings of this organization unless you've been there before. So you just need to give yourself a little bit of a break. Come in, stay confident, and and recognize that you'll hit some bumps and you'll make mistakes, and that's totally okay. That's going to happen. Tracy, I I love that. Uh, If I could paraphrase, have confidence that you don't need to know everything. Mm. You know, have confidence that you'll you'll make mistakes and that's okay. Uh, You won't know the key people that you need to know and that's okay. Um, That's not to say don't learn it because you absolutely need to know who who the real power players are at at work. But um, you know, you're going into a new environment. Have some grace for yourself and. Your teammates should have some grace for you as well. What are some um, so so in your in your career trajectory, you weren't confident for a while. Frustrations mounted. Um, you hit a turning point, and you said, "You know, I, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to be excited about life." Uh, for those people who are um, aren't there yet, uh, what what tips would you give to say, "Hey, here's how I turn." In the corner, and um, here's how I'm confident at work. I think leaning on others is a, a huge thing, and I mentioned network earlier, and in relationships being everything. But I uh, tend to have a, a handful of really close friends. I had zero network until a, a few years ago, and I surrounded myself with people. Um, once I got to that point where I was like, "Hey, I need to change my life here." surrounded myself with people who were supportive and who I could go to with questions and who I could support as well and who I could lean on and who I could share things with. And uh, not everyone listening to this is in HR, but HR can be a really lonely place. And I think that's really critical to have that network. And it's confidence is a journey. I still struggle from time to time. I think we all do. But I think it's uh, something 
a muscle that you can build. It really is something that you can grow, but you don't do it alone. You can't do it by yourself. It starts with you, but it doesn't end with you. You need others to support you, to champion you, to mentor you, to help you grow, um, and to help you educate yourself. Learning is never ending. I learn every day. I've been in the field for 25 years, but I continue to learn and grow every day. And the minute you stop uh, is the minute you start to lose your confidence. I love it. Confidence is a muscle. Confidence is a muscle. That's great. Well, and Tracy, how can people connect with you? Where can people find you? Uh, are there any cool messages or any cool projects you're working on that you want to share? Uh, Gary says he loves this message. Being vulnerable is an important behavior to practice for all stages of career. Gary, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Vulnerability is something that uh, we can all uh, work through um, and be, yep. be better at. Um, Tracy, how, how can people find you and connect with you? Sure. Uh, so I'm a full-time practitioner. So doing these things is is really cool. And I get to do fun things and I get to do presentations and interviews once in a while. But my day-to-day is a, a chief people officer for the Granite Group. So um, most days you can find me there, but I do, I'm pretty active in social media and uh, you can find me at Tracy with an IE, Tracy Spawn on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Tracy Spannenberg on LinkedIn. And I have a website that badly needs to be updated that just has a list of the things I'm going to do and the places I'll be at tracyspannenberg.com. But I'd love to connect particularly with, with, um, you know, anybody who's on their journey or who's, uh, you know, in the field or outside of the field. I think our networks are richer if we have people who aren't just like us. We have people who add to our lives instead of fit in our lives. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Definitely tap into Tracy. Y'all, she's doing some incredible things. Uh, newer, I guess, newer to the blog scene, to the speaking scene, but uh, has hit the ground running and is doing some cool things to pay attention to. Paul said that this convo has been brilliant. Um, hey, Paul, it's my, my brother from another mother all the way out hey, in, uh, in Seattle, Washington. And Daisha says, uh, being kind to yourself works wonders. So I think on that note, we'll we'll end on some positivity. I hope you will have a more confident week this week. And Tracy, thanks for joining me on the program. Great. Thanks for having me, Joey. All right. I'll see you all next week. Same time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Uh, Make sure that you share this out with everybody. And we'll be back next week.